It's time for faith and life to connect. I first go before God, working on who and what I am before Him and what He's calling me to be as a husband. Where a Christian walk meets our day-to-day life. Dealing with that baggage can mean anything from delaying the marriage to dealing with the baggage. For sure. And where it's okay to laugh a little. Meaningless days, I look at. <laughs> I'm looking at meaningless days and live happily with the woman you love, and I'm trying to figure out how they wind up in the same set. <laughs> We're not saying that the marriage is meaningless. Heaven forbid we say. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. This is The Session with Tom Russell from Heritage Christian Counseling Ministries. What triggers your potential spouse? And that you guys both agree, yeah, they are triggers, and it is, as we grow, something we have to work through. But we're going to give you sort of the grace and space to do that. It is time for Faith and Life to Connect here on the new Shine FM. I'm Scott Saunders, and this is The Session with Tom Russell. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Hey, I'm feeling much better now, thanks. Boy, you've had, you've been through it here the last couple of weeks. Yeah, we have. I'm getting over a head cold. You have been down with something. Pretty sure it was COVID, and um, my wife had it. I've been, been doing the... Mr. Mom. Mr. Mom, and I'm taking care of my <laughs> wife, and I'm just so thankful for the opportunity to do that. Hey, got a special uh, welcome to you if you're listening on the Shine FM podcast network. Welcome to you. This is our second session of the session on the podcast network. And uh, remember, too, if you've got folks that you want to pass along to, we are now on Apple Podcasts. Wow. So, you know, look at that. You're getting out there, big guy. Hey, how about that? So hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving. So maybe we're the first to say Merry Christmas. Yeah. Welcome to December. Oh, my gosh. Is anybody else happy that this year is almost over? I think so. Oy. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're going to dive in today to our Christmas sessions yes. of the session. I was trying to think of a different word. Uh, I thought, <laughs> why mess with a good thing? That's right. We're going to talk today about seven simple traditions that teach kids the real meaning of Christmas. One thing that Tom and I are very much about are our traditions around this time of year. Right. And maybe it's time for you to start a new one. So... Hopefully yes. we're using this as an idea thing yeah. for you today. Before we dive in, though, we always dive into God's Word for encouragement. Well, and that's true, Scott. Out of Paul's writings in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 2, Now I commend you because you remember me in everything and maintain the traditions, even as I have delivered them to you. Paul talks about traditions and their importance. And I think they really can be in terms of teaching our children very important things that we, uh, life skills and things that uh, we want them to understand, like giving as an example. And in the case of what we're going to talk about this week, the true meaning of Christmas and how we can impart that to our kids without just sitting down and reading them the Christmas story, which is fine. Right. In fact, that was your Christmas tradition, if I remember right. Right. You made the kids sit on the stairs together. That's right. Within eyeshot of the tree. Uh-huh. And you read through the Christmas story before they got the tree. And then I got out of the way of the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Look out. There was a stampede. (laughs) Yeah. What we're going to share with you today comes from uh, life.church. And I will try to post this, uh, the copy online for you. So that as you're looking at the podcast network, you can see this text and, and maybe utilize it as well. So the first suggestion that they make here is to put together a nativity scene. All right, so we're going to the basics here. The f- right. We've never done that at our house. Did you all do a nativity scene? We did. And in fact, when I was growing up, 
we had this one. That I, I want to say my Grandpa Hall got us. It was made out of very fragile material, like, I don't know, plaster Paris or something. Porcelain and, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it would break. It got passed on to us. It was 1951 was when they first had it. Well, 51, I wasn't around, thankfully. Yeah. <laughs> I'm old enough as it is, but I'm not that. <laughs> let's, let's not add to it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and so to this day, we still have that nativity scene, the original box that it was in. Really? And we have used it, and we set it up. Wow. Yeah. You know, nativity set, the neat thing about it is it's a great thing. If you get one that's not breakable, that's kind of durable, the kids can play with it. Yeah. And it's a great teaching opportunity to share with them the Christmas story and the real the real meaning of what transpired. What a great idea. And again, that becomes a tradition and based on their age, it becomes a great teaching tool for them. So we're talking about seven simple traditions that teach kids the real meaning of Christmas on the session today. And the second one, you haven't dealt with a whole lot. I haven't dealt with a whole lot. My daughter has been doing this every year with my granddaughter and I just kind of their thing. So I let them do it. It is enjoy the surprise of an Advent calendar. Well, and, and I think the Advent calendar has its place. And particularly when it's based in the children's world, they get excited about it. Because it's something new every day. Yeah. Every day of Advent, you open up this the, the slot for that day, and there's something in there with whatever the theme of that calendar is or whatever the little present is. Yeah, and to them, it's one day closer to Christmas. That's right. Yeah. It helps the countdown. Yeah, yeah, which definitely is a countdown. <laughs> it's with my granddaughter. Christmas, yeah. Christmas. Yes, it's coming, honey. <laughs> and she saw to it that we got the trees up earlier than we ever have. Mm-hmm. Both are up. Now, the house is not decorated yet. That right. I'm kind of assuming is this weekend, but you never know. So the Advent calendars, you can make them as simple or as complicated as you want. Right. As your maybe as your family or as your experience demands. But it's something that can last the entire Advent season and something that can become an easy maybe an easy tradition that changes every year because you get a new calendar every year. Yeah. And and as far as the decorating is concerned, tradition for us has been we would decorate the house and prepare it for our heritage staff party. We would always have it at our house because it was so much more personable and friendly. Oh, than, wow. Yeah. Than it being at a restaurant. Well, that meant, you know, the Christmas tree, the lights out front, different displays of old of Santa's. I mean, this was a major undertaking for my oh, wife. Yeah. Well, this year with COVID and the whole social distancing thing and our wanting the safety of our staff, we have decided not to have, our traditional Christmas party. So Kathy and I are thinking, how is it going to be different this year? Because we're not going to go to that elaborate length for the two of us. So we think we've settled on, we're going to decorate the front of the house and have a Christmas tree, which will be very different. (laughs) Yeah. Sad, but, but true. The next thing that they mention here is we talk about seven simple traditions that teach kids the real meaning of Christmas is to be intentional with Christmas cards. Now, this for me is kind of a, okay, we're doing Christmas cards. Right. We haven't done a family letter. I think I've done one in the 36 years I've been married. (laughs) But the idea here of being intentional with Christmas cards, Tom. Yeah, well, and setting an expectation that you think you can reach. Set goals, remember yeah. goal setting. How about that? And yeah. celebrate the success when you get it. Isn't that important? Hey, way to go, Scott. <laughs> I'm so impressed. 
Yes. <laughs> Celebration of success is a major cog in the Tom Russell wheel of happiness. It is. And it's so much fun, too. <laughs> yes. So I like the thought of the personal Christmas cards. And if you stop and you go back through some of the cards that you've gotten, the ones who have the picture of the family, maybe on the front, right. and, a, and a snippet from each one of the family members, uh, one that comes to mind is the Nethery family. Ray and, and Eunice for years and their children would have a personal Christmas card. It, if I remember right, it even had like a, a very great uh, sketch of their house on it and pictures of the family on the inside. It was well done. That has a lot more meaning to me than, than something you might pick up at Dollar Store X. X. Whoops. <laughs> However you do it, be intentional about it. Think about who these cards are going to and what it is they may want or need to hear yeah. from you at this time to try and impart the real meaning of Christmas to them. And, and you probably want to try to set a goal. Oh, the, oh, there you go. Of getting it out early enough so that it's not late. Because for me, typically, you know, the Christmas card would roll around maybe Valentine's Day. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's about when I take the tree down. Uh, <laughs> Number four. Okay. Now we're going to meddle here a little bit, and I know we're jumping into some iffy territory. That's right. Now this comes from life.church. They say, believe in Santa Claus. Right. All right. Now let's first of all say, well, no, let's not. All right. Christian counselor. Uh Here you go. My rabbit trail for the day. Your rabbit trail for the day. Is it okay for your kids to believe in Santa Claus? I, I think it is. I'd much rather see them believing in Santa Claus than, than some of these other things that maybe are more so associated around uh, Halloween. Okay. Some of those things to me are a little bit more more scary. But when they're, oh, let's see if we can pick some ages out here. Say four to eight in that range, maybe give or take a year or two. I really think that they're not in... Uh, stage of cognitive development where they really can wrap their head around it and where it would become a, an idol in their belief system in it. There you go. That's what I was hoping you'd talk about. What's that? For me, Santa's okay as long as it doesn't become an idol that gets put in front of Jesus. Yeah, that's absolutely not what we're, we're about. But for them to go sit on Santa's lap is really something that um, is very special. This is the big window with Sears in downtown Battle Creek. Well, yeah. and That's and, where I was. So that became a tradition, and yes. they would look forward to it. And not to mention, they, the parents could hang that over their heads, too. <laughs> you don't shape up, I'm going to tell Santa. That's right, when we go see Santa. Yeah. And, and there's something else they mention here that I think is very interesting, too, as we talk about the idea of teaching the real meaning of Christmas let them know that St. Nicholas was a real man. And he was a Christian. And he was a Christian, and he did these good good works. So a little bit of time online on your part can help reinforce the real meaning of Christmas and the idea of right. this guy was a real guy, although in our world today he come now comes full circle to mean this. Right. So it can be a teachable moment for your kids too. That's right. We always left, out, left uh, cookies out for Santa Claus when I was growing up. Yeah. And he never seemed to eat as many of them as that were out there. 
So the, we, the, the cup of milk was always gone, though. That's true. Yes. But we got to help him finish the cookies. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, number five in the seven uh, traditions you can do here at Christmas, seven simple things to do, decorate a Christmas tree. That seems like the Captain Obvious one, but... And to have tradition associated around it. And we've talked about it before for us with our children. That's some of our neatest memories was the tradition of Black Friday. We were headed to the tree farm. And at the time, it was Weirich Tree Farm out uh, Lux, Ontario. It's no longer in business. But what memories we had there. And I remember one year, it was like a blizzard, but we were there <laughs> And Mandy was still doing her thing. <laughs> she was 200 yards away over several rolling hills going, Daddy, this one, this one right here. Does Mandy know how much we talk about her on this show? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sure she'd love it. She would be willing probably even to come on. Oh, I'd love to have her. We're, we may see her in the next few weeks, and, and I'll bounce that off of her. Yeah, I'd lo- I think that would be an absolute hoot. <sighs> okay, Mandy, it's time for confirm or deny. <laughs> <laughs> you now have an entire show for rebuttal. <laughs> you know, there there is a tradition that we have started with my granddaughter now that she's older. She gets to put the star on top of the tree. We have two trees in the house. One is for her and Aaron, my daughter, and the other one is the family tree where all the presents go and all that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And Allison got to help decorate her tree with her and her mom. Okay. And then she got to put the star on top of the tree. This year. And I just, you know, uh-huh. she's tall enough now that we could put her up on a chair and I balanced her and she looked at me like, you want me to do this? I said, yeah, put it up on top. And uh-huh. Aaron was there taking the picture with her Aww. phone and all that kind of thing. So it was, you know, that can be a neat thing you do with the kids as they get older. You go from holding them up there when they're two. Right. To letting them stand there themselves and do it when they're 15 and uh-huh can make a whole bunch of really neat family pictures over the years well in memories too yeah yeah so we're talking through uh seven simple traditions that teach kids the real meaning of christmas today on the session from life.church the next one is give and receive gifts okay so the ob- the application here is obvious god gave us a gift in his son jesus and we right. celebrate christmas right and so therefore we do this well and i think they, they can take some really important different looks at the whole gift giving piece. We want our children to understand that giving is so important. Right. And so, you know, uh, there are programs out there where you can give to special needs families that are not going to have Christmas. I remember doing that at the news journal years ago had Brighton at Christmas and we would gear in on one of those and the children would take stuff to them so that they're learning and seeing the importance of giving. We would, and this, there was a, another side of this too, it was pretty good, it worked for us. They would clean out the playroom. Oh yeah. And they would take some of the toys that they don't use anymore to people who were in need. Well, the other thing was we got the playroom clean. <laughs> <laughs> but the message was really good and we gave them a lot of ownership of it. Right. And, and so that's what they learned by giving there that was really important. It's just not about receiving. It's not just about gifts. It's about some people are less fortunate than we are. They're not in as good a position as we are, and maybe we can bless them. And to be a blessing. That's, I think yeah. that's, that's beautiful. All right, now the last one here, again, seems like a Captain Obvious one. I'm assuming 
you know, that we're speaking to mostly Christians here on the new Shine right. FM, but through the podcast network, through Apple Podcasts, that may not be the case. So another tradition you can start would be simply attending Christmas services. That is one tradition from the time I was young until today. I still, there's a tradition that's clearly highly important to me, is the Christmas Eve service. And a candlelight service where, you know, that the whole special Christmas Eve service is just really, really important to me. Well, we've carried that on through our children when they were with us. And now that they're gone, we typically go to grandma's church and they have a candlelight service. There you go. And oh. that's, you know, that's an important thing to point out too, because not every church has a candle, has a Christmas Eve service. Right. So find one near you and go ahead and go. You're not being bad to your church. If you don't have a Christmas Eve service, if you go to somebody else's, that's right. It's okay. Yeah. And it just really was important to me to put Christmas in perspective. And it started on Christmas Eve with that. And I, our church, we do a candlelight Christmas Eve service. Uh huh. It's kind of a killed sound man night. <laughs> there's just a lot going on. <laughs> that poor sound man. The poor sound guy. There's two of us up there usually on Christmas Eve. It it takes two of us. Wow. To to pull it off, and it's still a tradition though that we enjoy, and one that I think is a family you can enjoy together. Uh-huh. And and local church, you know, I would encourage you to maybe consider a Christmas Eve service you know, to adding that to your repertoire, just to be a blessing to your families. Now, before we wrap up today, Tom, let me take us down one more rabbit trail. Mm. As we talk about traditions in the family, right? There are so many blended families now. Mm -hmm. How could you advise maybe these blended families that have dad has this kind of a tradition Mom has this kind of a tradition coming from these two separate right. families, uh-huh. or this can even apply to the new family. Right. You're newlyweds. This is first Christmas together, and boy, you yeah. do it this way, but the in-laws do it this way. Uh, right. Let's encourage them. How can we kind of handle that situation? Well, if we take the newlyweds first, it's a matter of who's going to have the power in the relationship right from the start. And, and we all know the answer to that question. <laughs> yeah, she really does. <laughs> <laughs> but that was hard for me at first because we were, in our house, it was a Christmas day only. Right. And in the in-laws family, we opened the presents Christmas Eve. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, that was a hard transition for me. Right. So being proactive, talking ahead of time. And, and planning so that you don't have any head-on collisions on your communication highway right? would be, uh, and particularly on Christmas, what a, what a memory that would be. So planning ahead is really important. Communicating, but then whether we're talking about newlyweds or we're talking about remarrieds, I think what's really important is we hear each other. What tradition was important to you and how can we incorporate it? What tradition was important to me? How do we incorporate it? And then I think what's really important, Scott, is that we combine all three. Yours, mine, what's ours? There you go. Yours, mine, and ours. Yeah. Wasn't that a movie? Probably Back was. Back in the day? Right. Yeah, something like that. Maybe yeah. a Broadway play. I don't remember. But <laughs> anyway, the idea yeah. of communication. Yeah. And, and the other thing, too, in the blended family, to make sure that that is communicated out to the other family members in the the other sides of the family so that they know yeah here's what we're doing in this is our new tradition now how can we do this together 
right and make sure yeah. that there is communication back and forth so as kids they're saying well i want the kids on christmas day i want them on christmas eve and right. we talk about that ahead of time i think what's really important and what kathy and i did too at our house when our children began to develop their own families and their own traditions our traditions took a back seat and so oh, okay we fit into their traditions when it's doable so the kids still came first that's right. And then the grandkids, of course. Right. Now, that leads to make sure you ship early. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's Mail right. things early. Yeah. So, Tom, I know we are talking to families where that blended family thing could be a bit of an issue. And and just the idea of starting traditions could be difficult or revamping them a bit. And sitting down with a Christian counselor can be helpful to maybe talk through that stuff. How can they get hold of you to chat? Why can we reach at 419-526-5523? All right. Now, we've been out for a couple of weeks. Um, the number in Ashland is? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I know 419. 419-496-0007. I was going to try and give it to you in sign language, but I couldn't remember the seven. Online, Thomas at HCC Mansfield and hccashland.com. Thank you for joining us for the session here on the new Shine FM.